Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Champions of Happy Podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile, and what brings them joy. If you feel like getting social, you can now find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Champions of Happy. The podcast itself is available on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, and Google. So uh, yeah, you've got plenty of options to listen to us. I hope you're enjoying it. We've had some lovely reviews this week. Um, If you want to keep them coming, that'd be great. If you're on iTunes, it'd be really nice if you'd go on the... uh, the old iTunes and give us a five stars and maybe a nice little review uh, because that's how more people find out about the podcast and we can get more listeners and then we can get more guests on the show and we can just keep sharing lovely happy stories. On this episode of the podcast I'm talking to a longtime friend of mine called Sammy. She's a freelancer who works mainly within the theatre realm. Uh, she works for the charity Cotton Shed uh, and she talks more about that with us. She explains what she's been getting up to in her garden and the new unusual pet she's got as well as talking about what it's like being a mother during COVID. Genuinely, it's a really lovely, heartfelt interview that we've had. Well, I say interview, it's more of a chat, really. Um, yeah, it's really heartwarming, it's really positive, and I, I think you're really going to enjoy this. So uh, let's uh, let's continue. We're now recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast, my friend, Sunny. Hello there, James. Good to see you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, lockdown's treating me well. What about you? Uh, yeah, no, every day is uh, different. Every day is ups and downs, but um, I'm loving this project because I'm talking to people that I haven't spoken to probably for, properly for quite a while. So it's given me a nice little excuse to check in with everyone. But um, so I, I know you from obviously when I lived in Manchester. I've moved, I've been in London now seven, eight years roughly. So, um, what's like that, yeah. It, yeah, I know what things are like here in London during lockdown and COVID, but what are things like up north? I probably not that much different, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, where I live, there's a lovely walkway and there's been a lot more traffic um, with people out and about, walking dogs or just getting some outside exercise, um, which I think has probably boosted people's spirits um, during the current climate. They've been... Yeah, lots, lots and lots of people have been out busy walking and stuff. So um, everyone seems to be in good spirits. Our street, specifically where I live, we've been doing social distance activities. Um, so all the neighbours who, you know, during like regular life, you kind of like passing ships. So everyone's working. People work at different times. Our next door neighbours specifically, like they probably get home probably about nine or ten in the evening um, so we, we never really spoke to each other but because of lockdown we've actually got quite close with the neighbours and built new friendships which has been absolutely fantastic um, oh, we've nice. had like quiz nights bingo just like little street parties where everyone stays on their drive or in their house and no one shares food but someone takes charge of like playing music um, and like doing a couple of competitions so no it's been really really good and we had that amazing weather um, in April and made those like a, a few weeks where it was scorching. Um, so yeah, no, that was, it's been absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's so nice. The community is like, yeah, you've got a neighborhood where you, it sounds like everyone's just like just getting involved and just dealing with it in the best possible way they can, really. That's, that's really lovely. Yeah, no, it's, it's been brilliant. Um, nice. Like we've made Facebook groups as well. And like people are kind of talking to each other and checking in with each other and making sure people are okay. It's been really good. Nice. Now, for people at home who don't know who you are, um, like I do, can you just give, uh, give uh, um, the audience a brief summary on who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah, you. Who is who is you? 
Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So I'm Sammy, I work for a theatre company called Cotton Shed Theatre Company. Uh, we're an inclusive theatre company based in Haslingdon, Rottenstall. Um, our ethos is that theatre should be for everybody. Everybody has some form of creativity that they have got to give to the medium of theatre. Um, and that's what we cater for. We cater on inclusive workshops and creating shows where everybody, no matter what their ability or background, can take part and be creative and have ownership um, of something that they, they create. So all our work uh, is devised. It comes from the participants. We help to shape it to make sure it works for stage, um, but it is wholeheartedly their ideas and it's their input that kind of drives our theatre company forward as well. Um, on top of that, we also um, cater for all ages. So we have a group called Sign and Rhyme, which is for Note to Fours, and it's an inclusive interactive puppet show. Now, we usually run that three times a week, and each show is different. Parts of it are improvised, um, and there's always a different theme with each show that we do. Uh, so that's something that I perform in and, and help direct and... Um, and deliver that project. Um, however, during lockdown, we've not been able to actually have an audience in. So instead, we've been, um, in order to engage with our audience, we've been creating little videos where the animals will talk to anybody who watches it, basically anyone who follows our Facebook page um, at Sign and Rhyme. And they've just been up to like little silly things just to kind of give um, parents and the kids some ideas of what they can possibly do at home. Um, during lockdown some fun activities so for instance one of them was we had our crocodile clive um have a go at gardening um and something else that that's really good with our videos is that it kind of um it, they're very very silly so it's rather than a serious gardening video it is a crocodile attempting gardening and as you can imagine it doesn't go all to plan crocodiles um, aren't necessarily that good at gardening but he does his best and that's uh, duly noted um, so yes, we've been doing that and also we run a silver shed project which um, we go to care homes and ideally the, the project started uh, taking into consideration people living with dementia and the families and carers and um, trying to come, come up with some sort of project that um, was interactive um, yet also in case the, the standard kind of singing that you that you normally get um, kind of doing the rounds in care homes. So Silvershed was born where it's interactive, there's bits of performance, there's games, there's singing, there's requests, um, and it's a little bit of a 45 minute party really um, nice. for guests and residents. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Uh, during lockdown though, we've, uh, we've adapted it quite well where we go to care homes in the Rottenstall area and we are now delivering that outside. So weather, weather depending, um, we, yeah, we've, we've visited a few care homes and we've singing songs outside, talking to them. Um, feedback's been absolutely wonderful. And, and quite a few care homes have said that uh, they, they've not had anything since lockdown, no entertainment, nothing. Um, and it's been a bit of a, breath of fresh air I suppose for the residents and really lifted everyone's spirits because you're talking about the most lonely and isolated people yeah I mean I, I guess all uh, people tend to be being able to visit it's... oh sorry sorry to interrupt I was about to say um the elderly in care homes are normally probably some of the more lonely people anyway but with COVID anyway as on top of that that must be an extra unfortunate yeah topping a for lot of places have had to lock down yeah, not allow people to go into the care home. I think a lot of care homes have, have kind of looked onto Zoom um, and other, um, well, what do you call it, video conferencing software um, in order to try and keep relatives in contact with um, the people that they care for. Um, but yeah, um, entertainment's kind of gone out the window for a lot of them. Um, so it's been really good to be able to get that feedback from them um, and just try and brighten some people's days, really. It's, uh, nice. yeah, no, it has, it has been good. And we are able to run a few more during the summer because normally we break up for summer. We run to like the school term. Um, so that's, that is a bonus that, um, you know, we're not just suddenly stopping this service when it is working and it is making difference to people. Oh, nice. So I think I saw, I can't remember if it was a video or a photograph when lockdown originally started, when I think you were outside a window or a glass door entertaining people. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a Silvershed project. Um, we were at a care home and they've got a little courtyard in the front and there's a conservatory um, and 
a lot of the residents sat in the conservatory and we sang, danced, pranced about, delivered monologues through the conservatory windows. Um, we visit that care home quite a lot, so we're quite familiar with some of the residents there. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just good to see them and wave at them and, uh, mm. you know, check in, check how they are. And everyone needs to be in good spirits, which, uh, nice. which is good. But now they're slowly coming outside into the garden space and you can do it safely, social distancing, but outside? Um, we have, yeah, there's been a few occasions where that has been allowed. Um, it does depend on the residents' health. Um, so, and obviously the weather as well. Uh, so there's been a few instances where they have actually brought the residents outside into like a big car park area. Um, some people don't have that facility. They don't have a large area outside, um, in which case that we deliver it through the window. So we, we yeah, we're trying to keep it as safe as possible because, uh, you know, I think social distancing at the moment is very, very important and we've got to look after those who are most vulnerable. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's gone really, really well. And um, we were actually on a Radio 4 documentary um, about care homes. There's a couple of snippets. Oh, Radio 4, is it? I mean... Yeah, Radio 4, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, well, although, now you're uh, the champions of happy podcasts. They didn't actually so, yeah. mention us. They didn't mention <gasps> us as a company, which after listening to it, were like, oh, it would have been, been nice. But, um, yeah, they used our sound bites, and there was a couple of interviews um, with some uh, participants from the care home, and they were just saying very, very lovely things about us, just how much they enjoyed it, and, you know, they'll be singing those songs all day, that, that kind of thing. Um, yeah no it's been good Uh, something actually really uh, really was heartwarming Um, as we deliver four regular workshops a week for our theatre participants so this is our regular theatre workshops where we work towards producing shows so we've got four age groups and we've got our beginners theatre our children's theatre youth theatre and company theatre and we've been creating lockdown videos so each week we'll have um, a zoom conference with members that want to participate and from that we'll come up with ideas play some theatre games but they'll get a bit of homework where they have to send videos in to me I edit them together based on a theme and then we put that out on Facebook so they're still creating content and still being creative uh something that we had was one of our company members is a fantastic writer and he wrote us a poem and we thought you know it'd be really good as lockdown starting to ease slightly and um social distancing outdoors is becoming more of um a practical thing to achieve we set up a um minute slots for people to come down to uh, a car park to me in order for us to film people do the lines of the poem and create that into a video and we got feedback from parents saying what a lovely idea it was great to actually see some of our members Mm. physically again even though we had to keep our distance it was great and just to catch up so everyone had a 10 minute slot so it took like 30 seconds to a minute to film their line and then they had about nine minutes of talking and telling us what it is they've been up to but there was a few members who since lockdown started had not been outside they they literally hadn't left their home for health issues or yeah various different reasons so it was great to know that they felt comfortable in the service that we provide and in us that they were able to come outside and so just be in the fresh air and be somewhere else and Mm. not just in their own home Uh, one participant who had left his home but had refused to get out the car um, so like when they're taking him shopping or something he's like no no I'm just going to stay in the car as soon as he got here they were a little bit worried and apprehensive thinking he's, he's not going to get out of the car so they're going to mm. have to like alter the way they film um, but he did he just he leapt out the car and came over to us and said hello and yeah it was it was great to know that you know these I suppose when we see our members week to week we kind of take for granted um, a little bit or maybe we don't necessarily see how much kind of they get from us just because we see them every week and you know we provide our service they interact with it and um you know you can tell that they enjoy it but when it's in certain situations where it's something that they're so comfortable with that was the first time in weeks that they've actually left their home or come outside it's uh yeah it's really reaffirming that we're, we're doing a pretty a pretty good job <laughs> to, oh, for the people that access so lovely. Our I truly, I mean, you're, you really are delivering a, not only you're, you're, you're doing more than just your job, you're providing what is probably a real spiritual, mental, just fun, uplifting break for a, for a lot of people, be it the kids or the parents or 
grandparents. Well, when I explain my job to people and my husband uh, specifically as well, he's like, this is you know, your job. You just get to do so many fun things. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, I am so incredibly lucky. It is a fantastic job and it's ridiculously fun. Um, all the projects we come up with, you know, it's not like in a, in a school where you're teaching drama, you have to stick to a curriculum. Pro, we base our projects based on what our participants want and feel like they need so you know i know a great big hit musicals come out and everyone's singing the songs a lot of requests we get at that point is can we do more singing can we do more singing so we go yeah we figure a way so everyone can do more more singing based on the projects that we're running at the at the time now we are set up as a charity and so as a charity in order to continue um, a lot of our income comes from bid writing so we when we when we write these bids to try and get funds a lot of them are project based so once again we go to the members and say look what is it you want to do we managed to get successful funding for a filmmakers workshop because a lot of people were interested in learning how to make and edit youtube videos for themselves um and we i ended up actually running a short film course for them where they uh, they wrote their script they learn how to format a script they learn about shot techniques cinematography lighting and then we actually went out and uh, and created their their short films for them um which you know the, the kids were like 11 to it was 11 to 18 and a lot of them have never like kind of had access to that kind of stuff before um, and they all really really loved it and it's a wonderful project to deliver once that finishes we ask them again, what else do you want to do? And we go out and we try and find money to, to fund it. Um, and we also, because we're quite, we're quite, um, we've built up quite a good community base um, in Rosendale. Um, so a lot of the times, you know, we ask around the general public of things that they feel is needed in the community. Um, something that we set up um, is something called Friendshed, which we have actually been able to run over Zoom, which has been really good. And all it is, is just a facilitated chat for people. That's all it is. People turn up and they get to talk to new people and make friends. And we found is that a lot online of people Is this online or is this in it. person? Uh, this, this was in real life before, before COVID hit. Right. So it's just based in a cafe. People turn up, they can get a free uh, drink, a free tea or coffee. Um, and we would just facilitate conversations between people and just help people connect. And, you know, sometimes it can be really difficult, especially when going to a new place. So um, a, lot, a lot of people that use the Friendship Service have just recently suffered a, a close bereavement. So their wife or husband's recently passed away and they just genuinely don't know what to do with themselves and they're feeling quite light, lonely and isolated um, and quite a few people have come to us and found that you know it's something that they look forward to every week now they've built friendships they're meeting up with people um, outside of Friendshed as well to go to various different events um, and it's been you know a bit of a, a social lifeline for for some people um, oh sorry but yeah, the, re the reason we created it was there's a lot of opportunities for people to make friends, but do an activity. So, you know, like flower arrangement or um, woodwork. But we spoke to a few people and said, look, they don't want to necessarily do anything like that. They just want to sit and chat. <laughs> that's all yeah. they want to do. Um, so that's why, we, that's why we set it up. And it's been, it's been really well attended. Um, and it's great. Because we've obviously got to meet new people of different generations and backgrounds. And yeah, it's been absolutely fascinating hearing everyone's stories. And I think just that little bit of facilitation um, to begin with at the start really helps, especially when new people come, you can tell they're quite nervous, you know, just yeah. to invite them along, introduce yourself and to have that person kind of, you know, pair you up with people or, you know, you, you can kind of get a sense of, of who would probably be a good match for them in terms of like conversation. And, you know, you can sit people together when you think you know they're gonna they're gonna hit it off really really well and have lots of things in common um so yeah no that's uh, that's been something else and it's not necessarily theater based but it is something that we've been able to facilitate and and run nice it sounds like a um a friendship version of first dates i mean i, I watch it i would watch it as a tv show has that has any romance come <laughs> from it um no a few bromances okay. <laughs> definitely come from it um so a couple of people who um who attended they've got so much in common where they've been 
like yeah, every week they bring something new that they've made at home and like they're talking about techniques of um wood carving and painting and huh? a lot of stuff that like I just goes straight over my head but um hearing them talk so passionately about it is uh yeah no it's it's very very interesting nice. um, and it's, it's it's just good to I suppose just give back to give back to a community as well because like and, how's it you know, how's it been for, it for you like is it, is it like uh, you do all this great work but I assume it works both ways I'm sure you get a lot out of doing it and just making things nice for everyone else I'm sure it, it must well there's lots of responsibility and work there involved I'm sure that must be a lot of um well I don't know what the word is um positive feeling for yourself feel, doing it. yeah 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 it's been very fulfilling for me fulfilling um, thank you there we go and, and yeah, fulfilling yeah yeah very fulfilling for me and you know the people that I work with as well were quite a close knit little family. Uh, so when we're coming up with these projects, or supporting each other with different ideas, um, it's yeah. No, it what we've got at the moment works really, really well. And Cottage Theatre Company is it's as strong as as it's ever been in the past, and it's grown and grown and grown. It, it used to be like two or three workshops a week, and you know, for, for me when I started, it was just a part time job, and now it's it's full time. Um, COVID aside, it has, um, you know, taken up a, a, a lot of a lot of my time, but it is just really, really fantastic. Um, yeah, it's great, great company, great charity to work for. Nice. How um, long have you been with Cotton Shed? Oh, let me work this out now. Huh. Base it on how old Tony is. <laughs> probably about eight years. Probably about eight years now, and oh, it started gosh. in two thousand and seven. So I've not been there since the beginning, but um, yeah, I've been there for probably about eight years. Directed a, a few of the the big cast shows and things. It's uh, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a fantastic job. I feel so lucky um, to be working for them. Were there any projects that uh, you had put a lot of work into that got delayed because of or just completely postponed due to Covid? Yes, yes. (laughs) We had our biggest show to date. It had all four of our theatre workshop groups which have been the most subscribed we've actually i say four but really it's five because we've had to split one because there were so many people attending that we've kind of had to split it in half so one will run on a tuesday with um like 30 members the other one was like 20 members on a wednesday and this this show had over 100 people in it and if i look back at my diary it was the show was due to run in may and it was booked in i want to say for the 22nd and 23rd of may that's when the show should have gone we cancelled that show on the 18th of may and i think lockdown went in was it on the 25th of may was it the last week yeah, that lockdown was officially announced 25th 26th um so yes yeah, so we called it a week early before lockdown just because things were uh, bubbling a lot um you know, there was all that news from Italy about how COVID was hitting them hard and how it was really starting to spread over here. And we just thought, you know what, with, with some of the members that we have, some of their health conditions, um, a lot, we, you know, a lot of their relatives and elderly relatives come and see our shows as well. We just thought it best just to cut it there, you know, be the leader because a few other people and a few other companies were still like trying to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought, you know what? we just need to play it safe here. We're not, we're not going to plow through with this. We'll stop it now. And fingers crossed we can resume when things settle down. And that's kind of looking like it potentially will be September where fingers crossed we can go back to some type of normality. So maybe stopping the Zoom sessions and going back to face-to-face real interactions <laughs> with our participants and work towards our show. Um, and it's so disappointing because they were so excited for it. Like that week we had like three full days of rehearsals and then that was it the show was going to go out there and it, you know it was a it was a beast of a show with so many people in it um, and myself and the artist director we're not necessarily a fan of cabarets and things so it was a whole show it had a plot a storyline um, and it was a really really lovely farcical and um, fantasy type story it was called 
dust fairies versus pirates and it was just about Cute. a kid who was kind of bored of everyday life and school and everything was just monotonous the same the same boring boring and suddenly a fairy just appears out of nowhere very like very pantomime-esque and whisks him away to um pirate land um and fairy land um, but the pirates wanted him to kill the fairy queen, but the fairy queen were in on it, and like, the other kids came to help and stuff. There was there was fish, there was pirates, oh. there was fairies, there was magic. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know it sounds insane, and you know what? No, it, it sounds great. Insane. It sounds. Yeah, it doesn't. Sound, it does sound the same, but it sounds great. And, all the same. Um, and not, you know, it's the, the kids. They 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 came up with so much of the show and and which is such a such a bonus because you when you've got a show with so many people you do have to have some form of script to give to people so people can learn lines this that and the other um, and because everything's devised um a lot of the september workshops last year were like you know if this happened what would you do what would you do and like they chip in and they tell us what they would do and we take all that and then we create um the script which you know a, a lot of it is has come from their ideas in the workshops and we just kind of like mash it all together um and like we, we just, i must have spent about eight hours on like the lighting with the technician and this that and the other and to think that although we've got a ready-made show we have props we've got giant mushrooms we've got big fish puppets to think that come september a lot of people may have um, probably my i me myself you know we're gonna have to go through it all and think that's what happened that's what happened what happened there it is going to feel like starting to scratch a little bit but fingers crossed we can plow through it because normally september is when we start the the next big pardon me the next big production mm. uh, but i'm yeah. sure after, when uh, you are allowed to come back to this everyone's <laughs> going to be like super eager just to jump back in and just like give it more of an energy than they, they probably would have done before because it's a we're performing again kind of energy yeah yeah no there will be that well, there will be like that we're, i don't know we might call it the phoenix performance it's like you kind of burn in the ashes but it's back now bigger than ever we'll uh we'll see but time will tell because you know even now we're still not 100 percent sure how workshops will go back you know if if the r8 stays very very low in our area and no one comes in in the real then you know things should we should be able to run as normal and you know we can social distance within theatre but within a show when you've got wings and you've got waiting rooms and dressing rooms it's going to be very difficult to social distance um, and when you've got a cast of uh, over 100 people on the stage where we perform um it's gonna it's gonna be impossible mm. <laughs> it's impossible at the best of times but like the for the finale when people come on and they bow and sing their finale song um yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be a tricky one so fingers crossed um it'll it'll work out eventually now something as long as i've known you you've always been juggling a million different projects and ideas and concepts and going to all different places all at once now as well as doing all your work with cotton shed and your other various theater shenanigans um i know you're a mum and a and a, a, a wife to be and you are decorating your house. How has it been being a mother and carer and looking after the person while this is all going on? Has it been a bit much or I don't know how you would cope? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> has it been a bit much? Um, or have you just not been thinking about it and I just opened a terrible box? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. No, it's all good. Here we go. I'm going I'm to like start crying now. No, no, it's been... Um, <gasps> no, that's not the point of the podcast. Home. <laughs> Working from home while homeschooling children, occupying children, um, you know, still creating content, still editing. It has taken most of my time. And I think I think the hairdressers have been open for a few weeks. And I've yet to go. I really oh, need to get my, my grey sorted and, and roots. <laughs> However, I am probably feeling like the happiest I felt in a in quite a while just to to have the kids at home to really talk to them to really connect with them um as, as you know as great as school is and, and the education educational system it uh, can be at times as great as that is it has been brilliant just to kind of I suppose just feel your feet on the ground a bit more um and what we've um because I'm a wife to be to a teacher in a high school um and you know to see his stress levels come down 
exponentially has been brilliant and we've all kind of like really connected um again um, as a family and like I said like we've been so lucky the fact that we've still been able to keep like I've been able to keep some of my work going um, and Mark uh, teachers haven't been furloughed they've just been asked to work from home and mm. make sure that they're checking in with certain individuals and kind of planning ahead for future lessons and this that and the other um, but yet we still found ourselves like you know there's been no travel time to work you know, if I if I need to sit down and, and do some of my work, it's been a case of oh, still in my pajamas. Oh well, don't matter, does it? <laughs> Just kind of sit down and, and sort it. So saved so much in travel time, um, which means that there's been so much more time um, in the evenings to spend together. Um, I found that like once the kids kind of like take themselves to bed, I am a bit of a night owl, so I can get out a lot of my work and anything I need to do in the evening. But something else that we've we've decided to do is um at the back of our house we've decided to get some chickens and some ducks and some bees arrived the other day so uh, it's been a fantastic project for the yeah we've got bees have you got (laughs) seats and everything we got yeah we have one suit um but yeah we've we've got bees do you know what you're (laughs) doing with the bees do I know what I'm doing with the bees? I do not know nah. what I'm doing with the bees. Hence why I don't have a bee suit. Ah. Um, and they are not specifically my bees. However, the bees have come from two um, very close friends who have kept bees for um, a long time. Um, quite a few years. They've done all like, the kind of bee training courses and this, that and the other. They're, they're the bee they're the bee experts. For, for now, we'll call them the bee people. So... Um, it's, it's it's my hubby really who's decided that he really wants bees and he's wanted bees for ages he's always thought of the idea and read up about them and he's you know been doing extensive amount of research he's looking to book onto a course and be part of the I don't know, some sort of like beekeeping association um so he asked me i said look at these friends of mine they've got bees and he went, oh, well, just ask them if they've got, um, if they've got a, a queen that we could have. Normally when someone says, like, my friends have... have bees, it's a problem. And you're like, oh, send around the exterminator. But with you guys, it's like, oh, yeah, cool, bees. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, exterminate the wasps. I've got a thing about wasps. I, I still feel like they're not necessary in any type of ecosystem. However, bees, we know how good bees are and the good that they do in pollinating and all sorts. And without the bees you know we probably wouldn't be here so bees are great and yeah james do not exterminate the bees we need them <laughs> we need the bees. i'm trying However, very hard to think of some bee beehive. puns and i can't oh, sorry your beehive yes bee for us. <laughs> um yeah so mark ordered this beehive and it arrived but we had no bees and um i spoke to the bee people and they said next time their thing swarms i'll try and catch the bees and bring them so what that means is that a hive has created too many bees and there's a new queen and they leave to go start off their own colony while still leaving the current colony there yeah so it's just like the queen and a, a new queen and some bees they kind of leave and they go and like oh, let's go do our own thing now there's so many of us we're good so they caught them however when they caught them mark wasn't home sorry he wasn't home and he was currently delivering a speech so the bee people ring me going we've got the bees we've got the bees we need to bring them to you right now otherwise you know they can't they can't stay in the box if they've got to come and i'm like okay (laughs) thinking the bee house not where it needs to be it's currently in the summer house i don't know exactly where he wants to put it and oh my gosh i'm gonna have to don the bee suit and do something and i haven't got a clue what i'm doing with the bees so in a state of panic really i should have gone oh that's amazing thank you so much for catching them yeah yeah come around straight away instead it was met with panic going okay um, he's not here yet but i'll i'll, I'll get him to come home as quickly as possible ah um <laughs> would you help me and she's like yeah don't, 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 don't worry yeah yeah we'll help we'll help you we'll help you <laughs> anyway so i texted him and the messages bear in mind it was giving a, a speech for someone's retirement at this specific time and i texted <laughs> in sheer panic and the conversation was as so what time will you be home question mark question mark question mark question mark exclamation mark exclamation mark no reply do you definitely want the bees by the fence question mark question mark exclamation mark you ladies coming with bees 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 exclamation mark i'm scared she's caught the swarm and they need transporting as soon as possible bees 
And then about five or six more messages that said bees. <laughs> so he took the phone in on his watch, these messages are coming up and it's just bees, bees. Like capital letters, bees. Oh his, my uh, his phone anyway, must have been buzzing. Oh, yeah, ah, he managed yeah. to get home in time to meet the bee people and the bees are there and they're happy, they're happy bees and they're doing their thing and everything seems to be going so well at the minute. Yeah, but the bees aren't my thing. I'm in it for the ducks. I love the ducks. How do many ducks do you ducks? have? Cutest thing. There's two, two ducks. There's four chickens and two ducks. Now the ducks we got are a day old. They were tiny little yellow cheep cheeps, we called them, because that was the noise. You just go cheep, 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 Just the cutest things ever. And just so tiny in the palm of your hand. But they have grown. They have grown. And obviously that, that, that makes sense, you know, living things, they grow. But within a space of four weeks, they were practically fully sized ducks. I don't know what happened. <laughs> don't know what I fed them on. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. Very, very tame. Really lovely. Really friendly. You walk towards them, they come towards you, they kind of like nuzzle Aww. up to you. Sometimes they just stand underneath you because they like that. <laughs> so you're still there. Do they think you're mother duck then? Um, I think they do, they do know me and they do recognise me. I think I'm just a lady that brings them food. When they were little, they thought feet were mother duck. So if you were walking past them, they would chase your feet. But if someone walked past you, they would chase their feet. So it wasn't necessarily an individual person. It was more just feet. Oh, okay. Nice. The ducks have grown up to think feet is uh, like that. <laughs> feet is the mother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just lovely, and, and uh, one of them's got a crest on on its head. It's like a little little afro, and it's just the sweetest thing. Um, yeah, now the ducks are ducks are great, messy but great. Oh, if anyone cute. has a lot of time to spend at home, I suggest getting ducks. They're are you going to just like start your own little miniature farm? What's next? Like vegetables and ah, fruits and. Burning. Well, there's been talks of peacocks and goats, but I've had to draw a line at the moment. Um, so not a garden, a farm. That could, you know, that could, yeah, yeah, a miniature farm, a menagerie. Um, yeah, there's been, been, there's been talks um, about potentially starting a um, sort of like forest school or nature project down where we live. Um, and yeah, we're currently exploring that and seeing what would like, have to go with that. Um, yeah it'd be a lot of work but it'd be it'd be really really good and i just i just love it the fact that you're surrounded by trees um there's like a, a stream that runs through it it's it's a fantastic space and for the kids it's been a massive learning experience we have the tamest chickens and i would place money that they are the tamest chickens in all the land the kids go in they handle them they pick them up they check for eggs they clean out and it's really given the kids something to focus on during lockdown um i mean homeschooling was going really really well um but it's like we kind of would get through most of the schoolwork just within a couple of hours um, yeah. at which point i started to try and like think of creative activities that we could do but then it turned out that just being outside was amazing it's almost like everyone's mood just lifts people just become a little bit calmer um but just happy and content and you can just sit there and listen to the stream and it's just so relaxing and peaceful and I just feel so lucky that I live in such a place with, with such great greenery and great nature around. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I was speaking to a milkman the other day and he's and I was like, oh, there, don't worry, I've got to close the door because the parrot's out. It's like, oh, you've got a parrot and you've got chickens and you've got, it's like, you've got everything. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, you know, a lot of people are kind of always searching for the next thing that makes them happy. Will this work? Will this work? Will this work? And not that the chickens have made me any more happier, the ducks, but I think lockdown's definitely given me like this kind of perspective of, you know, just, just really appreciate what you've got. And I really mm. do. Like I have found that appreciation for the, my family and the things around and the things that I'm so lucky to be able to do. You mentioned decorating. Yes, I've been decorating my living room, which has been needing doing for years and I finally found time to do it. <gasps> um, but even if I didn't, you know, I wasn't, it's, it's not, it's not the be all and end all. It is nice to, you know, to have some new paint on the walls and some new wallpaper, a couple of new pictures. So your youngest child, uh, Tobes, um, how, how old is he? 
So he's seven, soon to be eight. You'll be eight seven. in September. So. How did when you first? How did he? How did you explain to him what COVID was when it first started to happen? Like when he couldn't see his friends as often, or where he couldn't see, he can go his outside as often. How did he first initially react? How did you tackle that? I think because it was kind of ongoing and schools were still open. I think like teachers were more mindful about it and telling people, you know, to make sure you cover your mouth uh, when you cough and you wash your hands frequently. So I think, you know, kids, they're not, they're not stupid. They're very in tune to the energies and the atmosphere of things going on around them. And they pick things up and they, you know, that you think if a child's not listening, it is, it is always listening. (laughs) They are listening and, and, and taking everything in all of the time. I mean, you've got to be so careful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think he kind of knew. And then it was like the last week and it was it was set to be that schools were going to finish. Anyway, I took him out a little bit early just because um, I myself, I'm asthmatic and we weren't exactly sure just like kind of how at risk or how dangerous it was to people um, who had asthma or, you know, there was still a lot of unknowns, but we knew that something was going around and it had the potential to be deadly. And uh, I just thought, I'm not going to take any chances. So, yeah, we did what we thought was the safest option at the time. Kept in home. Lockdown happened. And I just was very, very honest and explained it. And, like, we had the news on a lot. I think a lot of people did at that time, trying to keep up to date with what was happening in other countries. And, you know, would there be a cure? Is there anything that other people can do? How long's lo- you know, how lockdown's going to work? And, you know, he'd often be in the room when the news was on. And we'd just explain it and say, look, there's... A bit of a nasty bug going around at the minute it's a virus and um, you can catch it from other people or if someone's coughed and touched something so it's really important that we wash our hands and I think that was so drilled in at school for a good seven weeks every time Tobes went to wash his wash his hands he would be singing happy birthday to me <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively happy birthday to hands and I think I overheard him once I wasn't quite sure what he was thinking I thought he was just going happy birthday to ham I thought, is there someone in, has he got a friend called Hans that I don't, I'm not aware of? And I said, what, what are you actually singing? And he's like, no, Hans, mummy, I'm singing Hans. So he's just singing happy birthday to his Hans yeah. every day. Um, I mean, it, it, it definitely got a little bit annoying. <laughs> After seven or eight weeks, and every time watching his Hans, we had to hear happy birthday. Um, you know, it was good that, you know, even at seven years old, he understood the importance that he had as an individual at keeping others safe that you know just something simple as washing your hands properly would would do it um so i was very very proud um, and he's such a lovely clever little boy um once again another thing i'm super duper lucky to have well i knew him when he was a baby baby and i can't believe he's got so much hair now and he's a proper walking talking person human being which makes me feel really old yeah yeah but, uh, we Children. are really old, James. No, That's the thing. no. We are listening, right? Okay, yeah. My teenage daughter, fifteen. The words that come out of her mouth, I have to ask her, what does that mean? That's where it's got to. I'm keeping up with technology. I'm keeping up with like kind of the latest. I say the latest, but the latest trends on the, you know, you, you, social media. I know what's out there, but I'm not that into like. But Sally, have you have you done a have you done a TikTok yet? I have done a TikTok, and my <sighs> God, it hit me that point that you know what? I'm I'm middle aged, aren't I? I didn't do it for me. I did it with Tobes because he really wanted to do one. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a phone. I thought it was really cute. I was roughly his age when I kind of like got my first camcorder and stuff and started filming. So he's borrowed my phone a few times to to make a couple, um, and it's just really cute. And the things he makes is absolutely crazy. He's very much into. Um, I ask him, I say, "Tell us, what do you want to be when you're older?" And he says, "He wants to be a builder." I'm like, "Okay, cool, cool. What, what do you want to build? Haunted houses." Huh. So I've got <laughs> I've got a child who loves the idea of ghosts and scary things and being scared or scaring other people um which you wouldn't think because last time i talked into like a mild haunted house who refused to go in here <laughs> so I think it's rightly so they are very scary like, yeah <laughs> but uh, like he'll 
there's a there's a couple of like you know like goosebumps on netflix and and stuff he likes those kind of child friendly yet scary and supernatural uh television shows so he's 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 taken my phone and done a few tiktoks where he's saying he's seen a ghost and this that and the other and oh. i'm gonna believe him. this could be another podcast for you later james i can come on as the person to basically say Shut up, ghost believers! You're all idiots. Don't put this on this one. But just keep the reference. Yeah, you never I know what's happening, Sammy. You never know. Started. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay, we'll put a pin on the ghosts. Um, so, something yeah, I've been asking all my guests is, um, when this is all finally over and we're free to do what we would normally do, what are you looking forward to doing most? You know, this is this is a thing where I think I, re- I we even did a video with this at Cotton Shed asking like people what what's what's something that you're missing um, during lockdown? What can't you wait to do? And you know what? I don't actually have a big list. I don't I don't feel like I've missed anything because I found so many new things to do while being at home. Um, I mean, I've, 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 you know, I've still managed to see family and friends. There's a couple of people who I am missing who I do want to meet up. Yourself in person as well. I mean, I'm not oh, seeing yeah. you in person for quite <laughs> a few years, but you live a long way away. Oh, I am, I am and, coming up know, north soon, actually. Right. Well, well I'm, no, I'm you... meant to anyway, so we'll see if that actually happens. Oh, well, but... when you come up north, you're not that far away from me. You're a five-minute drive. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> next time you're up. They've saved me, even if it's just 20 minutes, come and meet me. I'll the shout bees. from across the street. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, there's nothing I've spe- like specifically missed. And I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't base my life on, on the weekends. I think a lot of people and, you know, everyone to their own. But I remember, I think I heard, I don't know who it was, but someone said that they never want to live just for the weekend and to be in a in a Monday to Friday situation where they're absolutely hating existence and then think, yes, finally it's Friday. I've got two days off. Um, I never, and I always thought, you know, for myself, I always thought that's, that's not something I want. Um, so, you know, I love my Mondays to Fridays. I love them. Um, and I love my weekends too. And I think it's really important to just, you know, take every day, one step at a time you know and i'm not to say that i am happy all the time i'm not some days i wake up and I'm like oh gosh what am i going to mm. do today and i feel like i've not planned anything in that day and the day just kind of passes me by other days i'm mega super productive but i am so appreciative for everything um just the fact that i've got an extra day you know and i think that's that's so that's so important and to just appreciate the here and now and just try and be present and i think that's that's something that i've managed to find in lockdown is this ability to be present to be in the here and now instead of thinking oh i've got that tomorrow i've got that tomorrow i've got that tomorrow i've got that tomorrow and never actually being and experiencing the here and now um, so that's that's a skill i feel like i've managed not necessarily to perfect but it's something that i've managed to develop and strengthen slightly during lockdown so I don't really have anything to look forward to I suppose on the broader scheme of things it would be nice to know that people's lives aren't endangered anymore or you know it's I don't have to be uh, worried about touching a trolley or picking something up off a shelf thinking it could be on there (laughs) Um, but yeah I don't like I cook well so you know I haven't necessarily missed restaurants that much we didn't eat out that often anyway um there is there is a place in Berry called Arcade Club and it's one of my most favourite places to go to. Um, yeah, been it's there. just full of retro art, video arcade games and future ones as well. And um yeah, I, I would like to I think they're opening up again soon. That is a place I have missed. So I would like to to go there. Um but yeah, I've, I think I've just found so many new things to kind of occupy my time with and to focus on that if lockdown lasted months and months and months i think i would i know other people wouldn't be but i would be okay yeah I, i'm not okay with that let's send it quicker than yeah. <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah unique situation i mean um i was i was talking to uh my brother about it and just telling him what just how kind of lucky we felt knowing that you know we've we've got um nice we live with nice people you know the kids are all looked after and clothed there's food on the table no one we know has been um negatively affected by covid to any like extreme degree um yeah it's i suppose it's it's our own little little bubble of niceness um which you know don't get me wrong i know full well that people are not 
all in a nice bubble of, of niceness and there's been you know, a lot of negativity to come out of covid and businesses livelihoods relationships you know, there's, there's been a lot of hardship out there um which i suppose makes me so much more grateful for you know just how lucky i have been and i am extremely grateful um to you know for my family and friends just to think you know no one's been negatively affected i don't know am i coming across really rubbish here james not at all that's a really what good I'm answer it's a very honest answer you, you've got it lucky all right you're lucky well done you that's right, nice I'm, I suppose. Not, I'm not ignorant to the suffering out there i know <laughs> people have had it hard you're all good you're fine that was a lovely answer Thank you, Sammy, um, for being on the podcast. We are coming to the end of our time. You've been a lovely breath of fresh air. So thank you so much and being so honest and open and willing to come on this silly little project. Um, as we go, is there any, um, I know you've mentioned a few social medias, but is there anything you want to plug or is how can people find you or Cotton Shed or any of that lark? Um, yeah, go, by all means, you go to Facebook, search for Conscious Theatre Company. You can see some of the videos that our members have created um, during lockdown. Um, you know, just some, there's still some very, very silly ones and some more poignant ones as the poem that, like I said, our member wrote and that we all performed. Um, and then Simon Rhyme as well. Um, oh, actually, no, the videos aren't on there at the moment. Um, we've just released a DVD. So uh, they've, they've kind of gone on that. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, just check, check out Cotton Shed Theatre Company. Um, we have a website, um, but our Facebook page is where, you know, it gets regularly updated with things that we've got going on um and yeah check it out and if you're in the area um come and join us or you know if if if, uh, if anyone's in the uh, east lanks area and wants to uh if, you know think that that we can provide a service to them let us know we're very flexible nice. well thank you again for joining me and hopefully i'll see you soon up north hopefully i'll be up there not too long and uh, we can chat with each other from across the socially safe distance happy Fab, I've got a two-meter rule stick. That'd be great. You hold one ah. and I'll hold the other. <laughs> Perfect. Rules. Well, again, thank you very much, Sammy. We're going to say goodbye now. So, um, goodbye. See you later. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. No, cheers. Then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.